0: The Alter Life. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Some
1: things just can't be explained. That's right. It's Saturday night, and The Altar Life is here. And some things just can't be explained. Like always, every week. <laughs> um, this week, Jeff, did you ever wonder why, when you're driving and looking around for an address, you turn down the radio volume? <laughs> like that's gonna help you?
0: I don't know. Does that? It probably helps you concentrate. That's probably the idea behind it, but hey people out there looking for addresses. Turn it up.
1: It's the altar life on Saturday <laughs> night.
0: Listen up, yo, we're on the air. And it's nine o'clock and we're here till eleven o'clock every Saturday night. We're really glad that you've tuned in for another great show. Brent.
1: Yes, it's going to be wonderful. It's gonna be a great You think show. it is? Yeah, I do. That's good. The topic is very intriguing. Signed, sealed and delivered like an important package.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: a show all about redemption.
0: That's correct. And uh UPS is not involved. This isn't a plug for them, but make sure you sign for your packages. The topic tonight, signed, sealed, delivered. We're talking about redemption tonight. What does it mean to be redeemed? You'll know by 11 o'clock. We guarantee it. That is the Alter Life guarantee.
1: You're like, well, why can't I just go to the dictionary and look it up? You could! But then it wouldn't be as exciting as listening to us for two hours, so keep your keep your radio well, Last live. time
0: I checked, dictionary doesn't play hot music <laughs> like the alter does. Maybe that's just my dictionary. I don't know. Maybe I have a stoic old one.
1: Like one of those Noah Webster ones. <laughs> yeah. Noah. Yeah.
0: What are you talking about? People don't even know what dictionaries are. They just go on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah. Dictionary.com Even though
0: that's all like false, most of it (laughs)
1: Well, there's a little rant there by Jeff Anyway uh, (laughs) (laughs) People are stupid now (laughs) That was my rant (laughs) We're talking about redemption You know, what Jesus has done for us In redeeming us Back to himself And what that big word We throw it around a lot in church But you know, it would be helpful this evening If we sat down and really thought about and contemplated and meditated on exactly what that was, what he did on the cross 2,000 years ago for us to redeem us back to himself.
0: Yeah, I think that in the church especially, the words salvation and redemption get like combined into one. But there's actually two aspects to that. Salvation, we're saved from our sin, we're saved from death. Redemption, there's a transaction that takes takes place there. We're going to be talking about that tonight. Uh, Hence the title, Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Um, like any good transaction, you know, you want it to be guaranteed. And uh, we have a guarantee. Uh, the Holy Spirit, as the Bible says, we're going to be talking about that tonight. Redemption. What does it mean? We were slaves, the Bible says. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts. You may not have had handcuffs on you um, or had something, you know, a ball and chain on your ankle. But you were, you, you know, maybe not physically, but spiritually you had that chain. And the chain of sin is a hard one to break. Uh, which is what Christ did on the cross. Yeah, it's la-
1: very cool. Last time I thought about it, I didn't really have to pay anything for my salvation. You know, I didn't have to pay anything yeah. to be forgiven and to be freed from my sin. Um, someone paid for me, and, uh, you know, they, they put the check, they wrote the check for me and put it down on the table and said, you know, Brent is forgiven of his sins, and that was Jesus Christ. So we're going to delve into that tonight, look at some verses in God's Word, and um, see, what,
0: see what it means to us. Yeah, so we flip to the back of your Bible, look up the word redeemed, and find some verses. We know you'll like them. <laughs>
1: Where did this tasty lick come from?
0: The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff.
1: All right, that was Skillet, our rock and song savior. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. I'm Brent. Jeff's sitting across the table from me and we're uh, The Altar Life and um, hopefully living The Altar Life and uh, communicating God's word and God's love across the airways every Saturday night. So make sure that you don't just not listen this week, but listen every week and be with us. We'd appreciate it and um,
0: put it in your BlackBerry, yeah,
1: <laughs> or whatever. So it beeps at you when nine o'clock comes around. You go, oh wait, let's
0: turn the radio on. <laughs> Whether you're asleep or you're heading off to work for the graveyard shift, the altar life is here to help you get through the weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) So um, anyway, we're we're um, talking about redemption uh, this week, and um, you know we're going to be in the next few weeks uh, talking about uh, starting to talk about faith. You know, we'll be hanging out in the hall. You know, the halls of faith in uh, Hebrews eleven. So read ahead, won't you? next time on the altar <laughs> <laughs> I will I will read ahead but uh, Hebrews 11 we we're be talking about faith and um, what a better topic I can't think of a better topic to start off that discussion about what we believe um, as this this con- this concept which is central to every Christian's life you know is the fact that we were redeemed and that we were purchased by Christ and um, what that really means to us how does that impact our lives um, yeah it's a good thing to know we've heard it in Sunday school our whole lives and um, you know, you were redeemed. We sing, you know, that I've been redeemed, redeemed by <laughs> the blood of the Lamb. Like You know, you can't get to heaven in dirty jeans. You know, all those <laughs> camp songs or Sunday yeah. school songs. and um, And we sing that, I've been redeemed. But what does it really mean to us? You know, yeah, it's something I know. But let's take that knowledge that we have in our heads and let it. Kind of go down our throat <laughs> almost <laughs> into our heart. I don't know. How does that work? Through the veins, not through the esophagus. All right. Forget. I'm
0: struggling with my biology. Choke a bit on tonight. this, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we got some bread to stuff in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, Brent's a little harsh there, but not me. Yeah. I'm easy going. Yep. I, know, I like the halo you have on I your never have too. rants. I never go on rampages. Yeah. I'm just laid back. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a fictional world I live in.
1: <laughs> Dreamland. Uh, we're going to be t- reading some a little bit from Ephesians, um, just a couple of verses that are talking about redemption. And even this first verse in 13, Ephesians chapter 1, it says, In him who is Christ, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of. ...of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Y'all, we were purchased. We are a purchased possession.
0: That verse says it all. It's got the whole idea of sign, sealed, delivered behind it. The fact that we've been given the Spirit as a guarantee. I love that. A guarantee of what we're going to then inherit, which is pretty incredible. And the fact that Jesus purchased us with his blood on the cross... And we're soon going to be redeemed. You know, we've been redeemed from the slavery and bondage of sin, but we're going to be redeemed also from this world. God's going to bring us back to where um, he always wanted us to be, in his presence forever and ever.
1: So, uh, you know, we're talking about redemption tonight, and um, it's pretty remarkable that, you know, God in his infinite infinite wisdom looked down and saw us being sinners and said, you know, there's there's something that I need to do. There's a transaction that I need to make um, to purchase back my kids, my children, um, and the, the, the men and women that I've created. I need to purchase them back. There's something that I need to do. Um, you know, he simply could have just, um, I don't know, it blows my mind, to think. He could have done that many ways. Um, but he decided to pay the ultimate price, which was sacrificing his son, giving his son up, to death um, on the cross in a brutal way, um, and pay an, a, a large price um, to win us back and to um, to purchase us back.
0: There's a lot of people. Uh, I've heard the you know you heard the people make excuses that when you become a Christian you give up your freedom, uh, which is couldn't be farther from the truth. It's actually the other way around. Um, there's a verse in First Peter which I came across when we we're just preparing for this show, and it says. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot our aimless conduct. Think about that. That is life before Christ. Everything's aimless. There's no point. It's yep. like a broken pencil. It's like <laughs> being
1: on an all turns U-turn, like forever, just going around in circles. You don't have yeah. a purpose. You're just
0: going around circles. That's what life is it's like. Like driving Christ. in New Jersey. <laughs> just kidding. We hate New Jersey on the altar life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not the whole. That's what Brent just said. I didn't say it. <laughs> no, just yeah, driving yeah. in New Jersey. You know, living in Pennsylvania, yeah. I'm a little biased, but yeah, we love New Jersey. What we were talking about before um, those that last break there, I call it a break. Before we put that dumb music on and interrupt <laughs> my talking, uh, <laughs> uh, we were talking about how life without Christ is aimless, and um, you know we're going to be talking about um, what our life is like and how we live, you know, in the shadow of what Christ did for us in the next couple of weeks with faith, you know, about how we're supposed to please God and those kinds of things. But there's a verse in Second uh, Corinthians five, which is like my favorite chapter in the whole world. It says, "We make it our aim, whether present or absent, to please God. Um, that's our aim. That, that's what we're shooting for. Once you've been purchased by Jesus, you're no longer, you know, in under bondage of sin. You know, you think you're free when you're, you know, unsaved and you can do whatever you want. But really, your your master is sin. Jesus Christ is the master that you want because He buys you and He sets you free. Um, but our aim from that point on, because we are not our own, you know, we were bought with a price. We talked about that. Um, then our, our aim in life is to please God, is to serve Him. And uh, that's the one thing I think people forget a lot about salvation. They're like, yes, I don't have to go to hell. But right. then there's the redemption aspect like, you were bought. You're not your own. It's somebody else now in control. But He's a great master. He's the best master you could ever have because He's the master that uh, created your life and will treat it the way it should be and knows exactly. Uh, what you should be doing?
1: Yeah, it blows my mind to think that we are um, purchased, and we're not we're we're basically purchased to be his slaves. But he also says in his word that um, you know, First John five, there's a verse that says his commandments, obeying his commandments, are not burdensome. You know, they're not gonna they're not like you are slaving like oh man, I have to serve this evil master. Like you know, they're, he's taken the burden away. All right, let's pray. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high-voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. Now let's get out there and melt some
0: faces!
1: Hour two of the altar life this evening. And um, it's true, Christ did find us first. We weren't looking, you know, we didn't have a bunch of these gods, like, in a, you know, as we were walking in the mall, and, like, you know, the God boutique, and we weren't <laughs> like, oh, I'll pick that one, you know, the, the one on the cross. You know, that wasn't how it happened. Like, um, Jesus was the one shopping for us. You know, he's the one who had his, he knew, you know, that Ephesians verse, right before it, it says that he predestined us, that he knew we were going to be his kids, and he, before the foundations of the world, knew that he was going to be sacrificing his son for us, and that blows my mind. I almost can't put my mind around that, like, you know, I always think, like, why didn't he stop the whole sin thing if he knew it was going to happen, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I think one thing that I, I do know is that he he's proved his love for us in what he did, and, um, you know that in and of itself is is priceless. You can't put a price tag, really, on what he's done for us in that regard. You know, redeeming us, buying us, purchasing our souls um, for his sake.
0: Yeah, going back to that whole shopping metaphor, like it's not like Jesus found us in the bargain rack either. Like <laughs> yeah. I picture myself if I was like a product, I'd be in like the four ninety nine and below. Like the previously viewed DVDs starring Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> like or somebody that of that caliber actor. <laughs> no offense, Stephen Baldwin, you're a Christian now, and we love you. But uh, or like you know <laughs> another like George of the Jungle remake. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I would be like if I was a product. But guess what? Jesus paid top dollar for us. Um, that's you know it's pretty absurd when you think about it. The price that was paid. Um, for someone so wretched so undeserving um, as me and uh, you know what it's because of the blood and that's the next song we're gonna be playing we have so much more time um, to talk about this and we're really excited about 53 minutes or so give or take (laughs) uh you know back to the you know fourth power (laughs) something
1: jeff doing his math Math skills. uh, Everyone's good in math.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. Math is all right. But, I mean, (laughs) the biggest equation is sin plus me plus the cross equals salvation and redemption. What we're talking about tonight, redemption, signed, sealed, delivered, um, the aspect of us being in slavery, in bondage, Jesus paying our ransom, and uh, us being now free. From the bondage of sin and death, is it, such an important thing. Um, it's, I mean, it's the foundation of Christianity. Basically, if this never happened, then it's all va- it's all vain pursuit. And um, you know, obviously, next week we're going to be talking about faith and the different aspects of that. But tonight, redemption. Um, you know, Paul uh, in all of his epistles starts off by saying a bond servant of Christ. He doesn't say the apostle, you know, the great one, <laughs> the you know, writer of most of the New Testament, Paul. <laughs> Even though you know, obviously, it wasn't called the New Testament back then. But um, you know, Paul says, "I'm a bond servant," and a bond servant. You know, if you turn back to the front of the Bible, <laughs> somewhere, I think it's Deuteronomy or one of those books, um, <laughs> one of those OT books. Yeah, <laughs> the verse escapes me, but there it talks about a bond servant and how. Um, You know, if a servant had served his term, you know, he paid his debt that he owed, then he could be set free. Now, in the time that he had been a servant, if he had, you know, grown to love his master, if he had, you know, his master found a wife for him, he, he starts a family there, and, you know, it wasn't a burden for him to serve his master. He enjoyed, he actually had a better life being in the house of his master than if he went out on his own. You know, if he decided that, hey, I know I can be free. But you know what? I'm going to stay here and serve for the rest of my life. Instead, they would actually make an example of him, not like in a in a you know a spectacle kind of a way. But he would stand at the doorpost, and he would have his his ear actually drilled through. You know, this wasn't power drill time or you know piercing gun time where it was like two seconds and you're done. They would nail his ear to the doorpost, and he would stand there uh, so that people would walk by and they would see him say, and it would be a testament. Of his willingness to stay, even though he had been freed. And um, they would then put an earring in their ear. Uh, you know, I have an earring, and that is actually one of the reasons I got it. Um, the other reason, it looks really cool, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but it's really important for us to realize that even though we've been freed, that, uh, you know, there is an obligation, you know, that we are compelled to uh, take a part in, and that's to serve Christ with everything that we have now that He's given all for us
1: yeah why would a servant choose to stay with his master and love his master um and i said it because of love you know he realizes how awesome and how how great he has it being with his master and so obeying him and serving him it's like you know a really easy thing to do (laughs) and he wants to do it and it's not burdensome for him you know it's true we have a great master in jesus who loves us and you know going back to what we were talking about being a servant um you know, there's several places in the Bible where it talks about, you know, I'm just thinking in Psalms, you know, when it says that there's it's better to be in one day in your courts than to be a thousand days somewhere else. It says that in Psalms. And, um, you know, it truly is better to be a servant of righteousness, to be a servant of Christ, than it is to be free, quote-unquote, um, somewhere else. And that's, the, that's the deception that the enemy wants you to think. It's like, you know, if you, if you love Christ and you're, you know, and you are a follower of Christ, you know, you're going to be a slave to righteousness, a slave, you know. You're going to have to go to church, you're going to have to do these um, you're going to have to read your bible, you're going to have to be good. You won't be able to do any of the fun things in the world. And he paints the picture for us a lot of times like it's going to be miserable. Um, but you know what's even more miserable is being a slave to sin. It's impossible to be not a slave of something the bible says, and to be a slave of sin is just um, depression, sickness, disease, Um, anxiety, fear, um, emptiness, loneliness, all those things, you know, lovelessness, um, and ultimately at the end of that, you know, destruction and complete um,
0: separation from God after we die. And um, those things are not, that's not good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like the Bible uses two words, there's slave, there's servant. The slave is like a picture of the lowest of the low. Like they had no rights, they did, you know, and they're mostly abused, a servant, had a little bit more of a, um, you know, had, you know, it was almost like they had chosen that profession in, in a sense, like, uh, when John the Baptist says that I'm not even worthy to loose the sandals of Christ, he was talking about like slave, like I'm below the lowest because that was their duty to be around people's dirty feet and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> just looking through some of the scriptures, uh, Galatians, it says, um, that when we, you know, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And it also says in John that, um, you know, a slave can't abide in the house, but a son can abide forever. Therefore, if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. And Jesus has done that for us. We're co-heirs with him. What an incredible transaction that was made on the cross. And um, we're totally unworthy, obviously. And you
1: know, I I was just thinking as we were talking that last segment about slavery you know I was just wondering and applying it to my own heart and I was just sitting here thinking you know what if how do I view my relationship with God you know my master you know do I look at him as you know as a cruel master who's making me do things I don't want to do or do I view Christ as as the person who's purchased me and saved me from um, from my sin and it's you know a lot of times we we are just so we feel so um You know, sometimes we feel like it's such a burden, you know, to be a follower of Christ because of all the things. It's so hard in this world to do that. Um, But when we take a step back and realize what God's done for us, it's like a no brainer. It's like the prodigal son, you know, lived it up, but he came back and said, you know, to his dad, I'd rather be a servant in your house than to be out there where I I thought I was going to be free.
0: Wrapping it up tonight, do we really believe that it's better to be in the house and better to be? Uh, serving the Lord than to be in our quote unquote freedom of the world do we really see the slavery that sin holds Um, do we see those chains no we don't you know it makes me think of Ebenezer Scrooge (laughs) I just got that image you know about the chain will be longer for you and all that stuff (laughs) that's really what it's like and um, you know we're going to close it out with a verse from 1st John chapter 5 Brent go ahead
1: yeah it says for whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. All you have to do this evening is believe that Jesus Christ has redeemed your soul, and um, you are able to be set free from the bondage that the world um, may have you in. And you know what? It's like if you're if you're saved and you're forgiven tonight, and you're a Christian, and you're looking at the world going, man, you know that's enticing me. Um, the reality of it is, is like, why would you go back into slavery? once you've been set free by Christ. Why would you go back there? You know, the Israelites did it. They were freed from their slavery and they were, you know, like, we want to eat those, you know, those onions that we used to eat. Yeah. Like, and they rentals—they the completely forgot and lost track of what they were actually purchased and what they were actually f- saved from. Um, they were delusional. And um, so don't be enticed. Don't be tricked. You know, Satan has a way of lying to us all. Um, so just want to encourage everyone this evening, including myself,
0: to uh, be content in the in the redeemed love of Jesus Christ. And remember that verse from First John five three: the love of God is to keep His commandments, and His commandments aren't burdensome. And on that note, until next week, be cool cats, live for Christ. Music, Music true, real, real, period. period.